and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Hey, Lex. Hey, Em. (laughs) Good to see you today. Good to see you. Good to see you. Looking beautiful as always. Oh, yes. Um, So just so everyone knows, I'm wearing like a, I look like a polar bear. Like I skinned a polar bear. Someone gave me a really cozy polar bear. Like style. a white, fluffy, yummy marshmallow blanket. Jacket. Exactly. And I Is just, it a yeah, it's a shacket. It's a shacket. Oh. oh, I know. I will not go out in public in this, but it is a very internal, only select people can, can see it up close jacket, but I'm gross and sweaty because I just finished working out. I don't know if I told you Lex, but I just finally got an Apple watch. Oh man. You got two monitors last week. Now you're getting a Apple watch. <laughs> I know I might know, learn to you? Google soon too. It's amazing, but it's cool. It has these little rings and I set my rings at a very stupidly high thing. And now I'm just obsessed at, at making the rings happen. I'm like, okay, let's go for a walk. Let's go for an afternoon walk. Let's you mean go a ring for- like a sound. No, it's like um like a fitness ring, basically. So I'll like show you how far you are in your rings. And I've already made my I'm 69% done to complete like a my- circle. Like the ring is like a goal. It's like a circle. Yep. yep. Like an exercise, but they have like tiers of the rings. Basically. All the Apple Watch people are like, "Wow, Lexi, you're dumb." All the Apple <laughs> Watch people are appreciative that I'm asking these questions. <laughs> these very thoughtful questions. Yeah, so it has a little ring, and it'll, when you complete your exercise ring, you'll be like, "Your exercise ring is complete." And then when you complete your goal ring, it'll be like your goal for today. I don't know. Goal is, goal is complete. No, that's that's awesome. And, and it tells you when to stand up. Oh. Like, Oh, that's a good one. Cause I could, well, pre having a two month old, I could sit without moving for 10 hours and forget. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, it's time to stand up or I'll be like, are you still alive? That's like when Netflix says, are you still watching? Yes. I'm still watching. Hold your judgment, please. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I just started watching bad vegan on Netflix last night. Have you seen that? I did. I watched like 75% of it and then I got ADD. So I could, I, I know the premise crazy crazy yeah. story I used to walk by there all the time I don't think I've ever been did you but, see tinder swindler oh yeah it reminded me a lot of that yes um that one I did I did watch full through um I have a connection to tinder it's a, I guess a story for another day but um yeah there's a theme of these documentaries and people getting swindled for a lot of money yeah swindled there you go yeah and and then you think about like the Anna Delvies in the world who just have so much confidence it seemed with the swindlers too like that's actually a wonderful question. Where does this confidence come from? Are you born with this confidence or like, did something happen in your life that made you this confident? It's like nature versus nurture, right? That's a big question, Emily. A huge (laughs) question, but I'm just so curious, like if Anna Delvey's of the world to be able to be like, so certain, you know, I paid for this or I'm, I'm this person. Do you think they actually believe the persona that they are trying to be? 
or they're just really incredible con artists. Con artists, I definitely think there's a lot of nurture involved for the people like Anna Delvey's and the Tinder Tinder swindlers. A lot of those people are hiding insecurities and they're hiding behind these false personas and confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I'm sure there's some, you know, please don't hold this against me this I'm formulating my thought as we speak, but um, I do think there's quite a lot of nurture and it's probably a lot of product of their environment and mm-hmm. how they were raised and the circumstances that happened in life. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, probably like some sort of survival where they have nothing to lose. Yeah. And so they probably, I, I don't know much about their backgrounds, but thinking that they, they have nothing to go back to. So why not just go forward and yeah. be the person that they think they, they want to be in some way, shape or form. And this, you guys will now know I'm a huge true, fi- true crime, true <laughs> crime fan. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And so this is actually reminds me of, um, like psychopaths and sociopaths, <laughs> like it, it, in right nature versus nurture. How much are you born with that versus how much is it a product of your environment? So some crossovers there. If you ever mm-hmm. need some true crime podcast recommendations, guys, feel free to mm. Wait, actually give us one good recommendation before we, my favorite murder SSDGM. If you know, you know, um, it's actually one of the top podcasts. It's up there with how I built this. Um, okay. yeah, it's these two gals, they're comedians. They talk for 20 minutes and then they recount murders but do it in a comedic way which sounds terrible if you're not into true crime but it's I don't know if if you if, again if you know you know if you like that kind of stuff it's a fantastic show I really I really like it I kind of kind of messed up though that how much we enjoy murders and like understanding murders and understanding crime yeah we'll look at all the the documentaries and true crime shows it's this whole thing they call us murderinos yeah I've seen the SNL skit on it yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's deep psychology there, but, um, speaking of swindling and not swindling, um, we are going to talk today about how we got our first clients. We did not, wow. we got a lot of transition <laughs> opposite of that. How did we not swindle our way, but how did we authentically as coaches get our first clients? Oh my gosh. Um, like- for a transition. <laughs> it was good it was very good it was very clear very very clear to be Um, clear or we did not swindle our clients (laughs) we did not but there is a point in time where you go from the concept of wanting a coach to Mm -hmm. having your very first client and that's what we want to talk about today and um, I'd love to give you the mic first to talk about your experience so back in the day I'll, I'll start with my own business when I coach through six degrees society I went through a coaching program where the coach that I hired gave me the confidence to be a coach, but I had every single imposter syndrome and objection come up. Like, who am I to coach? What are they going to want to learn from me? What if I can't teach them what they want to learn? And instead of just lingering in that, I decided to push that aside and give it a go. And I told people that I was a coach. And the first client that I got was a florist. She was starting her own floral business. And I remember I had a sales script that I had written and I had, it was a phone call with her. And I remember um, reading through it and it was insanely low how much I priced myself at the time. And she said, yes. And she was like, yeah, I would love to work with you. And 
I had all the doubt and, and whatnot come back and rush back towards me. Um, but working with her was incredible because I was able to, I had the first program be at six months and I was able to see how it felt to work at six months. And then my next client, I was able to actually, my next two clients were beta clients. I gave them two people that were ambassadors for six degrees. I gave them a month free of coaching. And I asked, I said to them, if they want more coaching afterwards, they can pay. And they all did. And they, one of them is still a client to this day. Uh, and it was cool because I was able to play around with structure. I was able to play around with time and duration and having those two extra clients gave me the confidence I needed to then get my fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and so on clients from that point. But I think the first one is always the most intimidating and always the one you put the most pressure on. Like, am I giving them enough value? Am I delivering enough? Am I, are they happy? So that was my experience with clients and, um, Lex, I'm curious, what was yours? Well, well, first I have to ask, how did the flower shop gal find me? Yeah, find you. Yeah. So she was a, a wedding florist primarily, and it was fun because I was able to hire her for my wedding. So it was a full circle thing, but she found me through my San Francisco ambassador worked corporate with her and she was quitting her job. And she wasn't really hundred percent sure what her next steps were. And so this person was like, you should meet Emily who has this business six degrees. And I think she's doing coaching now too. So she made the introduction to mm -hmm. us. So a couple lessons there, right? First, the power of networking, right? You'll hear Emily and I are huge components of that. Also, if Emily hadn't verbalized and told people that she was a coach, that friend would never even have known to then facilitate that introduction. So great points such, there. Yeah, I was going to say such great points because it's so true. I see so many people post on Facebook once or post on Instagram stories twice and be like, but I, I got no clients, you know, no one knows I'm here. And I'm like, have you actually told the people in your world that this is what you're doing? Because people don't know what they don't know. You have to really, 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 really hit it home and, and let them know. So how about you, Lex? How did you find your first client? So mine is a little bit different. Um, if you guys have been listening to the past couple episodes, if not, go to the first episode. You'll hear a bit about Emily and I's backstory, but I reverse engineered my way into coaching, meaning I heard about the business model first. I completely honestly wasn't passionate first. A lot of people are passionate and then they turn it into a business. I was attracted to the business model and learned I was passionate about it. So with that being said, when I had the concept of wanting to be a coach, I wanted to test out if I could coach, right? Just because I liked the concept of it didn't mean I could actually do the thing. So I went onto Instagram and I sought out brands and founders who I thought would be really cool to work with. And I slid into their DMs and I said, I would love to give you an hour free coaching call in exchange for a testimonial. And I, I mean, I give them a little more backstory. So I wasn't just some random girl. I'm like, I've been, you know, in PR for at the time, 11 years and marketing. And I think I want to be a coach. I'd love to test it out. Hour of your time. That's all. And thankfully they all said yes. So I actually did three of those. They were all in very different industries. One was a health coach and influencer. One was a product-based business owner. The other one was a life coach slash uh, product-based business owner. Anyways, so I did three beta coaching hours with them and I loved it. They seemed to like it as well. They gave me glowing testimonials and that right there gave me three solid 
social proof testimonials to use to find my first paying client. So my first paying client was um, launching a company for dietitians Mm -hmm. and she found me. I was hustling in Facebook groups. That's where I started. It's funny because I no longer play in the Facebook group, group realm, but I was very intentionally at that point in time, spending probably an hour a day going in different Facebook groups, networking, contributing. And in one of them, I couldn't tell you which one she saw me, she found me, she booked an intro call and we had a a sales call, which I had a sales script to back then. And she hired me. So mine didn't come to me actually. Now that I'm hearing our stories, it's kind of cool to, to see the difference. I, I really went out after them to find them. Yeah. And I think this is something we'll talk about in later episodes, but I do think that there's this flying of the flag and then also hustling and and being generous and knowing that it's okay to have free clients or beta clients to get the, the comfort levels, to get your authority, to see what style you have with coaching. Uh, we had a, a client in our cohort who her first beta client wanted a zoom connection. And she had only had experience on the phone coaching people. And even that was just such a learning for her in getting the kind of client that she wanted or or understanding how a client would work. So, but I I find it interesting, Lex, that both of us three in a way was like our magic word or a magic number for, uh, for moving forward. Three was the magic number. So, you know, I'm actually you guys slide into our DMS, let us know what point in your journey you are at coaching. But if you're, you're new to coaching, um, Emily and I were pro charging your worth. That being said, there is nothing wrong with taking on beta clients to M's point to figure out a, if you like to coach B, how you're going to coach to really get out some of the kinks. One thing we would suggest if you do do beta clients is see if there's an opportunity to exchange for testimonial. Those Mm -hmm. testimonials will be really important one in your own confidence, but two in taking you or moving you forward to get that first or next paying client. Um, you're way better at visuals than me. So why don't you kick this off? Okay. So guys, close your eyes, take a deep breath. Now imagine that you're living on an island, sipping spicy margaritas in between coaching calls, effortlessly signing 10K months. Well, doesn't that sound like every other Facebook and Instagram ad you've seen from coaches? The reality for most new coaches, you find yourself spending countless hours searching for your ideal clients, doing all the free trainings and working tirelessly as you attempt to differentiate yourself in a saturated market. Way to be a buzzkill, Lex. But yes, that's way more accurate. However, what if... What if what? What if the magic formula to building a profitable and sustainable coaching business didn't have to be so complicated? What if attaining your version of a dream life didn't have to remain on your far away someday list? What if someone took the time to sift through all the crap that's out there and finally created a program built specifically and only for well-intentioned and qualified coaches and coaches to be just like you? Hey, we did that. That's what I'm getting at, Lex. It's time for you guys to meet M&I's business baby, Ready Site Coach. It's a turnkey program built by coaches for coaches that focuses on teaching coaches how to build a profitable business that supports their lifestyle. Learn more at readysetcoachprogram.com. 
Now enrolling. And I want to say also, I did the coaching before I had a website for coaching. I was, it was kind of under the radar. I was being, I was able to be selective. And I know a lot of people will build their website and get the professional photos and have everything built out before they get their first client. And that's all well and dandy, but I also want to give you permission for using that as a procrastination tool to start, to start even before you have that website finished. It's okay for you to, to reach out to a client before you have a gorgeous website. I don't think I've ever had someone find me through my website, through my coaching website that's converted to a client. Interesting. Yeah, no, I think that's um, incredible to hear. I, <laughs> I did actually build, build out my website. It's, it's that concept of build it and they will come. I had my website, I had my social channels, but then as I told you, I went after people mm-hmm. where I thought it was helpful is then it then sent them back somewhere to, to look and vet me. So websites are important. We just don't want you to use it as a crutch or an excuse to not get started because there are a million and a one million and one things you could say that probably have some validity to them to prevent you from starting from. I don't have the time to, I don't have the capital to, well, first I need this, or I'll wait to when you heard Emily and I, you know, I had a full-time job by the way, when I was getting those beta clients, um, I ended up leaving my full-time job and turn, like going from a six-figure salary to zero dollars, which mm-hmm. I would no, I wouldn't suggest to everyone, but there are a million things in life that you can lean on to not do the damn thing. A hundred percent. And when I started, when I left corporate to do six degrees, I think I gave three weeks notice and it was as if this, I had this full body seizure, basically just this idea that all I could think about was six degrees society. All I wanted to do was six degrees society. All I wanted to talk about was six degrees society and it was all consuming. And I just knew if I didn't give it a fair shot and if I didn't see it through, I would never give myself the opportunity to do it. So timing was a big factor for me. I was in my late twenties. I had no debt. I lived I had an apartment, I had some money and savings and I gave myself a two year window. I was like, if I can't survive in two years, then back to the corporate world, I go. But, um, if I can make it happen in two years, then let's do it. And I, I thought, I kind of thought of it as like my version of an MBA and it really helped with my mindset too. Like if I had gone for an MBA, I would probably be at least a hundred thousand dollars in the hole. So if I can be less than a hundred thousand dollars in the hole, uh, and profitable would be even better. This is a win. Yeah. So guys, your first takeaway from today's episode is you need to just start. Um, Now I want to give you a couple, like a list of some tactical things. So you heard how Emily and I landed our first clients. Um, There are a lot of different ways you can land your first client or next big client. So first things, there's not one way. In coaching, you know, you'll see a lot of people preaching, this is the way to fill your coaching calendar. There are a lot of different ways to the finish line. You can do it through networking and really organically, like Emily's story, have referrals come to you. You can be more tactical. You can host events 
and webinars. You can really activate social media, whether that be going and engaging in Facebook groups or really working TikTok or Instagram. You can go on podcasts to get your voice heard. What are some other ones? Uh, I was going to say definitely speaking at communities, like speaking in a community setting. For us, that's been really helpful with Ready, Set, Coach. Our tactics have been speaking at other organizations that have people that we don't know uh, and being the guest of honor. Being published has also been really helpful for us. So we pitched articles towards uh, to publications where we knew our audience would be. Um, we did Instagram, Instagram lives, Instagram, like strategic Instagram lives with people who have the right audience as well. Again, it's being strategic with your time and knowing where your person hangs out and hanging out where they are. Yeah, and that will inevitably take some trial and error. Um, I don't know any person who is well-versed in the world of marketing who will tell you um, if you're just getting started in business, they will know exactly what marketing tactic will work. Um, there's trial and error involved. There's, you know, knowing where your person's hanging out and also being, you know, aware of where you shine. So if you're someone who hates being the sound of their voice, maybe podcasting isn't exactly where you're going to start. You also have to know and be consistent. So don't go and hang out in one Facebook group for one day and then ghost and think that's going to work. Don't go attend one networking event and then get bummed if you didn't get a client. There's a lot of consistency involved. So there's trial, there's error, there's consistency. Um, so we want you to know there's more than one way to do it. There's trial and error. Um, and really, you just need to start. And I, I will also add, I think it's been helpful for me. And I think Lex, you're really similar in this way too. We operate from a place of generosity. Mm -hmm. So we definitely give, we give a lot. We plant a lot of seeds and I've had a client. There was a client that I worked with in 2020 who I planted the first seed in 2017. I wasn't even a coach yet, but I just knew I believed in her and I needed to work with her in some capacity, but it wasn't even in the manner of working together. I just wanted to help. And when the time came that she was ready to hire her first coach, she looked around and she remembered how helpful I had been in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 and, and hired me. And she always shouts me out on her Instagram and on her podcast and refers clients my way too. So it's really helpful to lead from a place of generosity and, you know, continuing making those connections and continue giving, even if you can't see that return right away. Yeah. And, you know, we'll give you a couple more examples too, um, of what trial and error might look like. So let's say you are listening in and you are a health coach for moms. So here's some advice for you. First off, where are mamas hanging out? So mamas are hanging out maybe in mom groups. Mom groups can be physical mm -hmm. and they can be virtual. There can be mama Facebook groups. Um, as a new mom, I know I'm also reading a lot. I'm going to the bump.com. I'm looking up mama blogs. Where else are you hanging out, Em? Oh my gosh. So many Facebook groups. Um, there's this amazing group I'm in called Nisha moms. There are other moms that are just sharing information with one another. So I joined that community. I joined Hey Mama community. So that's been really powerful because if anything, you're able to find this connection by being a mom. Um, so even if you're not a mom, think of like where are places that you can form a connection. Maybe it's like rock climbers, you're in a rock climbers group, but you, that's the type of person you want to work with. 
but there's like entrepreneurial rock climbers that you can niche down on. So trial and error would then look like, right? Okay, so I've identified some publications, some communities, some social media sites. Um, I think moms are on Facebook. I think they're, I think they're yep. here. Now it's it's trying, it's going up, it's showing up, it's being consistent, it's leading with value. Um, and if you know you try one Facebook group and it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean all Facebook groups don't work out. Yeah. That's just kind of the example of trial and error that we're talking about. You know, we, there are ways absolutely to be tactical and strategic, but just give yourself grace and know things like this doesn't happen overnight. Also, sometimes they do. Sometimes you'll have three years to close one client. And then the other time um, you'll have someone find you and book you that day. That's just kind of the nature of this business. Um, I've had that. (laughs) I've definitely had that where it's like an introduction call and they're on a call with you and they're like, I need you. And you're like, Oh, I thought we were just getting to know each other. I accidentally sold you into a, a sales call. So you can, in every connection call you have, there's an opportunity to do a little coaching and then tease up what you have to offer without making it a sales call. So you can still make connection calls, sales calls, but not random sales calls. Yes. So Emily and I love giving homework. So we're going to now give you some homework. Um, I am thinking we should do it around connection Mm -hmm. because I think that the common theme around all of these is leading with value and making human connection. So what is our homework assignment of this episode, Em? So the homework assignment would be to go through your already existing community. And a lot of people think that they don't have a community because they don't have like a branded community. But fun fact, if you have been on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn for the last 10 years, you have been slowly but surely cultivating a community. Now it's time for you to activate that community. So take some time, give yourself about an hour to to look through now that you know your problem and what you're solving for. If you listen to our, if you haven't listened to our last episode, go back and listen to it. And we want you to want you to go through your communities and reach out to people that could be potential beta clients, make a list of 20, if you can, and reach out to all of them and see if you can get at least three of them to say yes. Yeah. And here's another like bonus homework for you overachievers out there. I also want you to, when you're looking for beta clients, if you aren't necessarily seeing ones that immediately look like they could be a client, look for something we call super connectors. So people that know a lot of people, um, someone, you know, that just had a lot of friends in college or that one person, you know, goes to all the networking events and just reach out to them, see how they're doing and schedule a virtual or real coffee date. Just start reconnecting with people. So homework one, look through your network that you already have. See if there are any beta client opportunities. Homework part two is to look for the super connectors in your network and connect with them, reconnect with them from an, in an authentic way. Actually care about you know what they're doing in life. Um, those would be two, two homework assignments for today's episode. I think those are good ones to get started and we can't wait to hear how it goes. So shoot us a DM on Instagram so we can cheer you on and also be in your corner and help find those super connectors for you. So with that said, like main takeaway, if you're going to, after your homework is just start. 
Mm, love it. And thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ready, Set, Coach, the podcast. We'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.